This episode is brought to you by the Shop One in Five Pledge and Small Business Shopping Directory. It's a commitment to make one in five of your purchases from a small business online or offline. So head to shoponeinfive.com to take the pledge. And friend, while you are there, check out and shop from hundreds of small businesses in the Small Business Shopping Directory. It's the go-to directory to discover, support, and shop small businesses all in one place. Head to shoponeinfive.com. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlo-Sita, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder. She has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, product bosses. Did you know that every Wednesday, we have a live talk show called Bosses and Breakfast, where we chat business, mindset, mom life, and everything in between. It's a really fun time and it feels like a conversation amongst friends. In fact, sometimes we have conversations that we don't necessarily know that they're going to lead to where they lead, but we get such an amazing reaction from our listeners and from our community and from our students that we actually wanted to bring it to you to hear today. Yes. Our favorite thing about Bosses and Breakfast is that we get to get together We get to laugh, we get to be inspired about what's happening, and we get to check in with you and re-motivate you on why you're working so hard. So join us next time. We'd love to see you there. And here's that snippet from one of our shows that got tons of positive response, where we all walked away feeling more inspired and motivated for the week. So let's jump in. Today, we're going to talk about, it was one of the questions we get all the time, is that what to do if you want to go side hustle to full-time. So for those of you that this is a hobby, and um, so how many of you that are are part-time or hobby want this to be your full-time gig, right? Like that you would like to leave your full-time and you'd like to move over, you'd like to leave your job and go full-time product boss. And those of you that are already full-time product boss, is your business currently creating the type of revenue that's paying you the salary that would either, you know, replace what you had as a full-time salary at other businesses would far exceed anything you would ever be paid for what your job was. Or get pretty close because you get to work for yourself. (laughs) Right. We had a conversation yesterday with a student um, that was saying that she wants to get to paying herself $250,000 in salary. So she's a masterminder now. um, And she was just basically saying, how do I get there? How do I pay myself that? And so we were really trying to help figure out for her what her business would look like, where her revenue would have to go for her to be able to pay herself $250,000. And we talked about some other things too. But so all of you that are not even your full-time boss, but not even paying yourself a salary, here's the next thing I want to know. How much would you like to pay yourself? Let's get Mm -hmm. dreamy. Like, yeah. I don't think we need to get that dreamy because I remember when I was working um, free, I was working in freelance and I used to do overflow flow work for agencies, but I only wanted to work 20 hours a week, right? So as long, my number was, I wanted to make $60,000, but only work 20 hours a week. So, you know, I think that it's hard to think um, 
$250,000 a year, yeah. you know, or a million Rachel wants a to year. pay herself a million. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, cause most jobs you make 50,000, 60,000, 75,000, 100,000, you know, and that's what you make. So what is it that you want to replace in your household that you feel like you would feel secure and, you know, even that could bread, bread crumb its way to a dream life because you can't start, you can't jump to 250, you can't jump to a million a year. You have to weave your way there. And it's easier like to think what that number is, but to work your way backwards, but you do have to start somewhere. So I want yeah. us to be realistic as the same, at the same time, because I actually want you to obtain it in a way that you can think, okay, this is actually my number you know, that I, I would love to have that would make me feel like I could lift the lid off of what I expect to do because that I'm hitting the baseline, you know? Mm-hmm. And when I said dreamy, like, listen, I don't think I've ever actually thought I want to pay myself a million a year, right? Like, I don't think my brain has gone that far. I think that's hard, but I do think because then you have to think about what is your revenue? Like what kind of business have you yeah. built? So I agree with what you're saying here um, in the way of, but I do want it to be something over what you would have made. Typically we have somebody that came from a full-time job at Petco and she was making hundreds of thousands of dollars for her Mm -hmm. salary. So sometimes if you're leaving like a big corporate job, it's a harder thing to get to that at some point. But I do think that that $80,000, a year salary feels good. I know that was my goal as I was growing my business. Mm -hmm. When my business was like half a million in revenue, I wanted a hundred thousand of it. Not to say that my business didn't pay for other things, but that was what I wanted. That's in my brain was like, yes, that's what I sh- I would like to pay myself. That's about $8,333 a month in uh, paying yourself, but that's not taxed, right? So that's before taxes. Yeah. I think for me, it was 60,000 only working 20 hours a week because then I could fit it into the girls daycare hours and school hours. And then I could do whatever I wanted in 20. I mean, working four days, I would do when I worked at the agencies, I do four day or four hour times. Like I go in for four hours and leave four hours and then leave. And it was just really easy. I'd get so much done in those four hours. And then it was like worth me going in, you know? Mm -hmm. So whatever that is for you, where you feel like, okay, that is where I feel like, oh, I'm in this season of life that that feels really good to me, you know? And it feels like you can get there. Like, mm-hmm. what is that number for all of you? So um, Laura just said her brain is getting discouraged trying to hang tight. Okay, so here's another thing, right? We're not saying it's going to happen in the next year. We just want to know because I think so many of you, well, one, those of you that are full, that work full time and this is your side hustle, you sometimes feel stuck, right? So it's like, yeah. I can't just leave until my business is at a certain point. And when my business is at a certain point, I can leave because then hopefully I'll have enough money. So it's like chicken or the egg scenario, right? Where it's just, you feel stuck and you feel like you can't make that decision to, to take that jump, to take that leap. A lot of times you can do this as a side hustle and get it to a certain point or a certain momentum to then feel confident in leaving. We've seen people that un, unknowingly they wanted to leave, but they, they didn't leave yet, right? Because they were like, mm-hmm. oh, later, later, later. And then they got laid off. And so then they had to make it happen. Yeah. It made the choice for them, but I kind of want to walk you through the, the exercise, right? So most people will tell us, I want to leave my corporate job I don't know how, and here's what, how much I'm making. So I'm going to use an example off of Instagram. She said 75,000. That's my number. 
Okay. So we know that 75,000, that's what she's eventually going to want to make. But the first thing in that, when you want to leave your job, any job, even if you've already left your job, it's good to know that number is to figure out the, well, if you have a corporate job, the date you want to do it by and the amount of money you need to do it. So you go and you sit down and you write down all of your expenses because you need to know how much you need to survive. And I know I gave you guys all that number to think about, and it's much less than that number is what you'll realize because you'll write it down. You're like, oh, I can actually live off of $3,000 a month or $4,000 a month, right? And then I can set it, you know, whatever it is. And then you know what your monthly expenses are in order to live the life that you want, you know, it to a, to a certain degree, like you won't be, it, it's not like put a fancy vacation every single month, you know? So you need baseline. What does that look like? What are your monthly expenses? So then you can realistically think about, okay, eight months from now, 10 months from now, 12 months from now, I will be able to have this nest egg of, you know, I need to make $4,000 a month in order to survive. But I also am putting, you know, I'm making $1,000 a month, $2,000 a month, $5,000 a month with my business. So you kind of have to do it two ways. Like what is your business making you and how can you creep that over into covering that cost, but as well as having your business be able to buy the raw goods it needs and things like that, right? So monthly, what does your expenses look like for your personal? And monthly, what does your business expenses look like? Yeah. So we did this last year um, when Broadway shut down because my husband's a Broadway actor and it was like immediately, immediately shut down. And I freaked out for a second. Well, I have two businesses and James was working as Harry Potter um, and Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. And he came home and I was like, we need to figure this out. Right. Mm-hmm. I, we didn't know how long the pandemic was going to last. Excellent of a, a example because usually people do this and they do have to think of their spouse being involved too. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times it's on one spouse. Yeah. And he had a great job. So our, yeah. our expenses were matching also the fact that he had this great job. Right. Our kids were both in, you know, our mm-hmm. daughter was, you know, in preschool, which was expensive. There was aftercare. There was, you know, we were living our best lives going out all the time. We really needed an, cut to everything <laughs> shut down. <laughs> so it actually ended up being and living your best life in a different way, but just but like, different. but yeah. this expenses, right. Cause none of us yeah. are ordering food. Like it all changed at that point. We were just hoarding toilet paper, but nonetheless, <laughs> not to trigger anyone <laughs> to that time. But he came home and I had a whiteboard. I literally took the whiteboard out of my office upstairs in my dining room. And I was like, what do we, what are our expenses? So we looked at, and this was like emergency, right? And I know a lot of you have gone through this too. So we said, what's our mortgage, you know, our insurance, how mm-hmm. much do we estimate that we need for um, food? a month. Like what are our main bills? Obviously Mm -hmm. because of COVID, you know, gym memberships were cut out. Eventually like school was cut out. At that point we were still calculating school, but there was a lot of stuff that we had calculated. And like Nina said, when we actually put it down, listen, you guys don't have to do a spreadsheet, get out a piece of paper, numbers don't lie. And just Mm -hmm. say, what are my, what's my bare minimum to survive? Yeah. Okay. That number was grossly under, if we cut everything out, it was grossly under anything that I thought. I thought it was at least double what it ended up being. And then I was like, okay, all right. So in my head, I was like, I just need to be able to bring in this amount of money 
for us not to lose our house in the middle of a pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. Thank God we did that because cut to, you know, but it's year and a half plus, he still isn't back at work. He's going back soon. So if you can do that and you could really think, and this is a good exercise for any of us. Oh yeah. We all have these really big dreams in terms of revenue, whether or not you're working for someone else um, or you're working for yourself, but what do you need to pay for your personal? Then like Nina said, what does your business need need to bring in? Because we've also talked to students and alumni about this as well, where they're like, oh, it's a harder month. Like this month isn't selling. I know a lot of people came out of the summer and it felt like sales were really slow. it should be separate. You don't want to eventually have to dip into your personal savings to pay for your business. Now, a lot of you might be doing that right now because you're not mm-hmm. generating a revenue that's big enough or profitable right, enough. you're starting up. Mm-hmm. But looking at both of them separate, what's my bare minimum to keep the lights on in both? Okay. Then exactly what Mina says, you have a timeline. Okay. I'd like to leave my job in a year. Mm-hmm. In order to leave my job in a year, I need X amount to pay for life. It doesn't mean, cause at that point, it doesn't mean that your body or your body, your business is um, not going to, like she said, continue to generate revenue. So let's say you're like, okay, I have a $7,000 a month overhead for my family. I need 7,000 and I'd like to have what will, how much is your spouse contributing to? Mm -hmm. Because even when you do this, it's not like I need seven, our household needs $7,000. I figured that out. Well, how much is your spouse willing to pay too? You know, that's a lot of the scenario that happens because even as my husband, so he, he hates that I say that I retired him because I did not retire, retire him. He He went full-time product boss. He went full-time product boss and he works for low labels full-time, but he was a pharmacist. So he had a very high salary, you know, especially as a retail pharmacist. And so he worked as a retail pharmacist. We had to do the same exercise because for a long time, while I built little labels, he was the one who handled all the monthly bills, right? That was a conversation that we always knew that he would, you know, that's why I only needed to make, you know, work 20 hours a week because, you know, I would make a certain amount of money. He would be paying for the bills. And, um, and then I was building little labels, right? So it just gave me time to be able to do that. Well, now, so we built little labels in 2015. Now, six years later, is it six years? Yeah. Um, he now works for little labels full time. Now, the pandemic had a little bit, a lot to do with that because he, before that, he's, you know, we talk about Colby assessments. He's quick start too, meaning he's, he will not make a decision. It is a slow roll. Let me tell you. So getting him, even though we knew this was the potential dream, getting him to actually do it was really, really hard. So we had to write down all of our bills and I was going to cover them, you know, well, low labels, like us getting paid, you know, and we wouldn't have his salary anymore from the pharmacy. And then also there was other things that he really, really like wanted to have retirement plans, college education funds. Now this is getting way, way deeper into it, but we've been an established business for six years. So this is something that we've been working towards every single year. So when you're first starting though, you just take baseline and then you work your way up there, right? So while you do think that, okay, I need to make this certain amount of money to cover household bills, you are a household. So there is like a give and take when it comes to you know, conversations with your spouse and, and things like that, you know, in Jacqueline's um, scenario, it was her, you know, like James was working and he would contribute. So then now it's like, can you hold all the expenses yourself? Cause in that case, he actually lost his job, you know, or and got shut down. Broadway got shut yeah. down. 
And being married to an actor, we yeah. go in and out of, we call it like feast or famine, right? Sometimes he's working and sometimes like someone's an artist that mentioned it over here. Sometimes he is an artist in the way of like doing things for free, doing workshops, not getting paid, but still working. So all of you are going to have your own different scenarios. Some of you are single. Some of you don't have mm-hmm. spouses. Some of you are single parents. Like some of you have to come up with all of this on your own where the the lead time might be longer. So what though, where we want to talk to you about, okay, so once you figure out your numbers, what's your baseline and you figure out a time for yourself. Because for me, I do really well with having a target. So I do well with a revenue target and I do well with a time target. So for example, mm-hmm. we, we- Everybody- <laughs> yeah, because you need that target. That's why, like, you know how, like, we do good, better, best, and they're like, "Here's my good, better, best," and we're like, "Pick a target, you know, right. and work your way backwards." So we have a two-year goal for we have a like a big dream that we want to hit in two years, and so we know the number that we have to reach, we know what we have to save, and we know that it's two years. So I have two years to get there. It feels pretty far to me, to be honest, because I'm such a quick start. I'm like a quick start eight, (laughs) the opposite of her husband. So I'm like, let's do it tomorrow. And she's like, hold on. So, um, so that's, that's the difference. But when you have your target, you have the amount that you need to save, right? Accumulate so that you could leave something and have extra cushioning. Remember at that time, your businesses are going to look very different as well, because your businesses at that point, if you've been able to turn this on to be a profitable business and you start to be able to save the money you need to be able to leave your full-time job or to start to pay yourself, then you'll see that your business has created momentum. But how do you get there? You need to be profitable, right? There needs to be sales that equal revenue with extra money left over in the end to reinvest into business, right? Mm -hmm. So what we want to get you to is break even and profitable as fast as possible for a lot of you. Who wants that? Break even and profitable. Because one, we want your business to pay for itself. We don't want you dipping into your personal savings. It's so common though, to mm-hmm. you, you have to invest to begin. So don't think that you shouldn't be doing that because you do actually in the very beginning. A hundred percent. But we want to get mm-hmm. you out of that, right? So like, yeah. yes, like we all fund our own businesses unless you've done some sort of like Kickstarter or capital funding. Money comes from somewhere. Yeah. And then it's the point of, is your business able to pay for itself? Can it pay for the goods that you need for the next month? Can it pay you a little bit of money? Even if it's you paying yourselves $100 a month, anything you can all pay yourselves right now, please take 50 bucks, 25 bucks, take something out of your business to just treat yourself and use it on something that's going to treat yourself, right? Let's mm-hmm. say you want to go, like you've been eyeing a necklace or you want to go you know, get the most expensive coffee at Starbucks, whatever it is, treat yourself so that you're not, do- like there's something back to treat yeah. yourself as you go into all this. But what we want you to do is we want you to get a uh, break even and profitable as fast as you can, because the profit is the part where you'll start to pay yourself. You can hire team members if you need help to continue to scale your business, right? And you can also start to create a savings because nonetheless, you're all the business owners. I don't know how your businesses are set up, but that profit at the end of the year is still yours to do whatever you want with. Right. And so that's talking like grand scope of things, but I will tell you what I did during that time in these five years that I, we were trying to quote unquote, retire my husband. I don't like saying that either. No, he, he, he made home. him a full-time product. Yeah. Boss. I made him a full-time product boss. It's like saying I retired my wife, but she takes care of the kids. You didn't retire me, dude. I have the hardest job in the world, <laughs> you know? So I started making money But in order to get things faster, to get somewhere faster, I had limited time. So I had to shortcut things. 
So I invested in courses. I invested in having the right people around me and just really thinking about who I surrounded myself with, how I worked on your business. And this is where I think that we can really pull in what you were talking about is take responsibility for your your result. Though I do love Jacqueline saying, take a little bit of that profit and treat yourself to a coffee. Yes, I would love you to do that. But I want you to take real responsibility for taking that time and turning it into the actual number that you wanted in the beginning that you told us. 75,000, 60,000, whatever it is that you need to make decisions as if you were a full-time person to shortcut that for yourself. So a lot of times what happens when you're in halfway mode is that you have one foot out of the door and one foot in because you're living two lives, but you make decisions that way. You don't make decisions like you're the boss of your business. You know, so the boss of the business makes hard decisions. They also make reinvesting decisions. You know, they think about that money and they apply it towards how they can get to their goal quicker, faster, and with more joy. So really taking responsibility for like, okay, this was my goal. This is what I wanted. How do I actually get there in the time frame that I need to? Because now I've broken it down to see what I need to survive. And then how do I get there? So that's kind of the whole point that I want to bring up to all of you is that you are the ones that get to play around with that. Like how exciting is that? You know, you get to play around with like what your life looks like and what you use in those hours and the money you make, what you could do with it, all of those things. So really keeping that in mind as you're doing the practical part of that, but also really you need to make big decisions in order to get big results sometimes. Well, friends, I hope you had as much fun as we did. If you want to hang out with us live, join us every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern over at our Facebook page or Instagram. And if you want to hear the whole show, click on the link in our show notes and we'll see you over there. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Boss Podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. So you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive, and we are all about helping each other in the Product Boss community. We are all in this together. We would be so appreciative of you if you could take the time right now to subscribe, leave a review, and even share this episode on social or someone you know so we can impact more lives. And remember, subscribing means that you will get notified each time we release a new episode so you never miss a thing. You have helped us grow and climb into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts and together we can keep climbing. Thank you, friends. And remember, there is room at the top for all of us. This episode is brought to you by the Shop One in Five Pledge and Small Business Shopping Directory. It's a commitment to make one in five of your purchases from a small business online or offline. So head to shoponeinfive.com to take the pledge. And friend, while you are there, check out and shop from hundreds of small businesses in the Small Business Shopping Directory. It's the go-to directory to discover, support, and shop small businesses all in one place. Head to shop1in5.com.